can sense his presence all in this place. Hallelujah. I hope that those of you that are home, you can sense his presence, the manifestation of his presence. We thank Sister Venus for ushering us into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are continuing in our series as we walk through Psalms 27. We are dealing with verse 12 and 13. This is Sermon 21. Pray for us today as we try to make clear what God is saying in his word. Amen. Out of the Amplified Bible, Psalms 27, 12 and 13 reads as such in our hearing. Give me not up to the will as my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen up against me. They breathe out cruelty and violence. What would have came of me if I had not believed that I would see God's goodness in the land of the living. One version said, I would have despaired. I would have fainted. I would have gave up. I would have passed out. In fact, I would have died if I had not believed. So, hey, you got to catch that. If I had not had a hope and an expectation beyond what I'm going through, if I, if I had not seen God and know he's going to come rescue me, if I, if I had not believed that God is up to something in spite of my situation, I believe to see the goodness of the Lord, not just in heaven, but down here. He still got more for you. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. The thought that I want to bring to you this morning is having an expectation from God. I'm holding on to my hope and my future expectation. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, pour out Pour out, pour out. Allow me to just become your instrument. And you speak through me and speak to us, your people. Lord, we need to hear your voice. Let us not just hear with our ears, but let us hear in our spirit. Speak to our spirit, man. Cut through all the noise. Cut through all the defenses. Let it be that we can't reject what you are saying. Father, even now, you'll be glorified. You'll be lifted up. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As I've been saying through the Psalms that this is David's journal. 
He is writing this as life is happening. This is not just someone that is writing words. This is not someone who came up with an awesome song. This is David's life. Many scholars believe that he is in the cave of Abdullah where he has run because his mentor, his father figure has turned on him. And some of 3,000 men that many of David had trained are now out to kill him. This is David writing this in the midst of, not afterwards. He is teaching us how to go through when we are in trouble, how, how do you act? What, what is your point of view? What, 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 how do you talk to yourself? Anybody can talk Christian on Sunday. Some of us are professional bilingualists. We, we know how to talk when we're on the phone. We know how to talk when we're talking to folks. But, but when we are by ourselves, we have a totally different speech. Uh, you know what? Well, God, God wants us for real. Well, we either, listen, listen, listen. He wants us to be where, where we all in with him. Because you know what? He's all in with us. Trouble will show us where we really are. It will show where, how strong we are, how weak we are. Just, just, just listen, it's, a, it's, 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 it's not just what you say, it's how we react. David is reacting this in the midst of the storm. And in verse 12, listen, he's not blind to what is happening. He is facing his reality of trouble, but but he don't linger there. Don't allow the devil to get you stuck in your thinking. Because many times our hurt, our pain, our disappointment will make us get stuck and we never get out of the negative attitude. We never get out of thinking everything negative. We never get out of negative talk. Is God in the frame of your picture? Whenever, no, no matter what, what, what you are going through, you ought to see God in it that, yes, this is true. Yes, I got trouble. Yes, this is happening. But God, you should not end the conversation with this, this, this negative. You ought to have a but God in your vocabulary in your point of view, in your point of thinking, because if you don't see God in your picture, you will lose all hope. Hope from a biblical standpoint is a expectation. It's not a wish, it is a expectation. And that expectation needs to come not from you, not from me, but from God. God has always given me something to hold on to before I go through. 
Uh, somebody didn't hear that. God will always, before trouble hit, he'll give you an illumination, not detail, but he will show you that I'm taking you here, but he didn't let you know you had to go through the process. I got a question. Is there anybody in the process? Is there anybody that, that, that you look at it, you don't like where you are, you don't like what's going on, it doesn't feel good. If you had your weathers, you'd rather not be here. But let me tell you, you're in the process. Talk to your neighbors, I'm in the process. I'm, I'm in the process. In the process, you're not meant to stay there. The process is meant to make you. I know what I believe. I believe the process is more important than the, process, than the promise. The process is meant to make you think like Christ, act like Christ. It's meant to grow your faith. In fact, you can't handle the promise without making it through the process. Some of us will never get the promise because we won't let the process have its way. You ought to see yourself growing. You ought to see yourself getting better. What used to make you, make you go crazy last year can't touch you this year. Hallelujah. What would have killed you two years ago don't even phase you. Trouble comes to, to fortify your strength. It's a resistance. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, now you see God in everything. Two years ago, you only saw God on Sunday. Are you growing? Are you loving God? Do you trust God in spite of? You have to be able to reach up through your circumstance. To reach through your, your, your feelings. To reach through your disappointments. To reach through your hurt. Sometimes it feels like it's going to kill you. I've sat with people who, who, who's in a panic attack. And a panic attack is when you are under attack, so you panic. You, 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 you panic attack because most of the time it's, you're not in a panic attack of what is, but what you think is going to be. The devil always makes the story worse than what it is. And when you're listening to the devil, he will make you panic about what hasn't happened yet. Oh, uh, shut your mouth. Don't, don't, don't sit there and act like he don't play this game on you. He plays this game on all of us. But you got to know how to navigate 
and not allow the devil have his way. As long as the devil got you in panic, you can't think about God. As long as the devil always see you seeing negative, you can't see the promise of God. Listen, faith puts fear aside and go forth anyway. Can, can I just every time I stand to preach I'm afraid you know why I'm afraid because I know of my own strength I can't do it what you see you don't see Tracy with ability to do what I do you see an anointing y'all see what I don't see because what I see is that Tracy can't do it but I have learned to push the fear behind me. Get up here by faith. Jump and open up my mouth and watch God do something. Expect God to do something. Oh, oh, when you trust God, he'll step in when you leave. Hold on now. Notice I said expectation. From God, which means God has to tell you what to leap on. You know what some of us do? If not all of us at some point, we wanted God to bless our thing. Instead of lining up our life what God has for you. God is not our genie. He's our God. God is not created for you to have what you want. You was created to serve him. Some of us could not take the song you sung. Lord, I give it all to you because it sounds like we're losing something. But when you don't have nothing in the first place, when what you have don't make no difference anyhow, you, 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 you're holding nothing. But Satan make you think you got something. And until you empty your hands of your, of your nothingness, God can't feel it with his blessing. Most of the world is being deceived. And I hate to say it, he's deceiving Christians in the church. Because we think we know. We think we can handle it. We think we can do it. We can figure it out. God, God operates best in our weakness. Not in our strengths. Listen to Job 23, 12. And Job is, is, is being tested perhaps like 
like not too many of us will ever go through. He says, I have not departed from the commands of your lips, Lord. <laughs> he says, he says, he says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. You know what he's saying? Lord, your word is my life. I gain my strength from what you say. It supplies in my spirit. It supplies in my life what I need to survive. It'd be one thing if David is saying this, if Job is saying this afterward. They're saying this in the midst of. Matter of fact, for Samuel says that here David was in the wilderness and these group of people tell King Saul where David is. So King Saul and his 3,000 men is chasing David and the scripture says this. It says, as David was on the other side of the mountain, and don't think of a big mountain, think of a low mountain, Saul and his men was coming up on the other side. Close. Matter of fact, it said that they started to encircle around David and his men, then all of a sudden Saul got a report that the Philistines was coming to fight him, so he had to leave off chasing David. Do you believe in the invisible hand of God? Did you know that God will show up in the nick of time? Did you know that the only thing you got that pleases God is your faith? And even if you're doing work, if you're not doing it by faith, it doesn't please God anyhow. Listen, listen, God don't want your religion. He wants your heart. God wants our heart. And until we learn little by little to trust him that he is trustworthy, he is faithful, he is good, we're always going to react out of our flesh and not in faith. Faith has to dig its way up out of all the mess that's being thrown at it. The devil is attacking your faith. But then why did he why did he mess up my car to make you cry? The more problems you got, it's not your car. What he's saying is, he said, I'm making your situation make you doubt the goodness of God. Because somehow we relate. God's goodness with our situation. We think that if God loves me, we, it's, a, it's an old quote from, I don't know who said it, why does bad things happen to good people? You're not home yet. We're living in a fallen world with fallen people, with a fallen devil, who commands fallen demons, and we are fallen. And God is stretching our faith through what we go through. 
God is trying to grow us up until we can trust him. He wants to be bigger than our circumstance, bigger than our things, because we are apt to make idols out of things, out of people, out of our situation. God, God is trying to move the mess out the way so we can see what we need the most, which is him. And when we lose our minds in trouble, it's because we're looking at the circumstance and making it bigger than our God. Been there, done that. And then get ashamed that we did it. God is trying to say, you don't trust me yet. After all I've done for you, the way, the way I taught you. Listen, 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 listen. God don't bring you something that he hasn't prepared you for. Everything of my past has prepared me for right now. So if I, if I have learned but what I've been through in the past, it gives me the faith to stand and trust him in the right now. God won't waste anything. How much time I got? I got to hurry. I got to hurry. You should never allow your situation to stop you from breathing. God will always leave a space between you and the situation that you can. I've seen people have panic attacks and, 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 and will eventually get to their breathing. We got to go. And what happened is they're not breathing in enough to take in oxygen. They're breathing short breaths, but they're not filling their lungs. So now it feels like they are, suff they are suffocating. What they need to do is you know what you need to do when trouble hit? Lord, I trust you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I choose you. Some of us are not breathing. Breathing the faith and the word that he has already given. Now listen, there's a difference between knowing the word and believing the word. The devil knows the word. He will quote the Bible to you. He quoted to, he quoted to Jesus, but he don't believe it. We've got to become believers of the word that we live it. Where we obey it. My brother says, God wants to bless us. He, he wants to really pour out on us. But, but the condition of your blessing is, he said, are you going to obey me? Because in obeying 
him means you trust him. See, we talk about, well, I don't drink, I don't do that. You know what? God deals with not the action, the attitude. Stubbornness. When you know what to do, but you refuse to do it. Pridefulness. You always surrender to God. Willfulness. I know I'm wrong, but I don't care. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. He's God. You know what? God had to tell me. He said, every breath you take, every move you make, every beat of your heart comes from me. What's keeping you somewhat sane is not you. But I got a protection over your head. The fact that you woke up this morning, that you are in your right mind, is that God got his hands on you. Everything we are, everything we have, everything we hope to be, is a blessing from God. And then we're going to be stubborn. I think we need a good dose of seeing him higher. I think the, I think the church needs to see him high and lifted up. I think we need to hear the angels singing to one another, holy, holy, holy. I think that we need to see that he's this high and looks low. I think that, that we need to see him higher than that. You know he's greater than that. You know he's bigger than that. Because, because in comparison to what we go through, what we go through is very small to God. He's just that big. He just did great to the place that, that if you're in his will, even though we may cry a little bit, we may complain a little bit, but at the end of the day, Lord, evidently, what I'm going through, you think is good for me. So therefore, I surrender. I don't like it. I don't want to go through it. But as long as you are with me, as long as you're walking with me, help me to see you clear. Lord, I'm going to set my eyes. That's what David is saying in verse 13. He says, if I had not set my eyes on the Lord, this situation would have killed me. But, but I, I made a choice not to look at my circumstance, not to look at my trouble. I, I made a choice not to listen to the naysayers talking mess. I, 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 I made a choice to forget my disappointments, to forget what has happened to me, 
made a choice to say, in spite of all that has happened, you know, you gotta forgive some folks in order for you to move forward. You gotta let go in order for you to move forward. There's some things I choose not to remember. If you knew the stories that folks that you admire has gone through, T.D. Jake said, he said, people are jealous of me. And he said, but they don't know what I've been through. He said, they look at the end part. But they don't know the process of God trusting me with his glory. We want the glory without the suffering. David was anointed at 15. He's somewhere in his 20s at this point. Without going through this running with, for about 12 to 13 years, he never would have been the king God wanted him to be. The question is not what you're going through, but why? If God is a God of purpose, then we got to learn to submit. If God knows all things, if God is sovereign in all things, if God is bigger and no more than us, then it's not about my will and your will. David is surrendering and listen what he says. Not I think, not I feel, but I choose to believe. What he's saying is, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I'm dependent on you. It's, it's Isaiah, it's, it's, it's Isaiah, it's, it's, it's Isaiah 55. And in Isaiah 55, it says, verse 6 through 11, it says, seek, inquire of, require of the Lord, while he may be found. Claiming him by necessity. And listen, listen. We need him. And if you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you got the right to come through his throne room. You don't have to knock on the door. I remember when Britt was younger, I would go in my office after I preached, and him and some of his friends would be in there, and he would be in my chair. You know what? I go dress, sit in another chair. You know why he was allowed to be in my chair? He's my child. I wanted him to know that what's mine is his. He's my child. Okay, and know what? He must have known it because he didn't let nobody else sit in it but him. 
There's privilege. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, there's privilege. You have privilege. You have rights. You can come in. Why? Because you've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. It's not about you being good. It's not about you doing everything right. Your salvation, your righteousness has been inputted into you from the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So God sees you as though you never sinned. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in to the presence of God. Let's go on. Thank you. Give me back the verse. That's okay. I got it right here. He said, call upon him. Call him. Well, he's there. You know what he's saying? If you don't get the opportunity while it's there, some opportunities will pass you by. The door will close. Some of us has missed our greatest blessings because we didn't snatch it when God showed it to you. And now we're trying to go back and get it, and you can't. Let's go on. I only got 10 minutes. I got to hurry up, hurry up. Next one. So let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord, that he will be love, pity, mercy for him. For our God, who is multiplied unto him, abundant, overflowing pardon. God is not this guy standing up there throwing lightning bolts. He's saying, come. I made you for myself. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. He says, he says, he's going next. He said, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, how, do you act like that? Or do you think you know it? Do you prefer your way above God's way? And you think you win it? Let's go on. He said, as the rain and snow come down from heaven. Look, I'm going to run through this real quick. I don't got much time. This is what he said. He said, I have put seed in you. I got things already planted in you. When I saved you, I put it in your spirit. You can't tell me I didn't put it there because when, from the foundation of the earth, I knew I was going to save you and I knew I wanted to plant in you. He said, well, look at what he says. He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, he said, just like illustration, seeds are in the ground, and when the rain and the snow fall on the ground, it creates the opportunity for that seed to go pop. You know what preaching when you're listening? If you're listening, you know what reading the word if you're listening? You know what worship and praise do? It makes the spiritual seeds in you giftings and blessing and understanding and illumination and the fruit of the spirit go pop. There ought to be some popping going on right now. 
When you are opening your spirit and not listening to yourself, but you're allowing the word of God to, to take its place, it ought to go pop. It's the same mechanism that works in the popcorn seed in the microwave, that bag of popcorn. What happens is the radio waves in the microwave interact with the little bit of moisture that is in the seed. You can't see it, but it's there. There's some moisture in the seed. So when the radio waves makes the molecules of the water in that corn of seed, that seed, and make it go pop. Have you ever placed it in there and you hear pop, 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 pop. See, if we ever really seek him, if we ever really trust him, if we ever, like David said, I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land. Of the living. Listen, it won't pop all at once, but it'd be a, a pop there, a pop over there, a pop back there, a pop back there. But sooner or later, the heat of your faith will make the seeds in your spirit go pop, 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 pop. I wonder today, is there anybody working on your pop? Is there anybody who believes, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the report, God's not finished with you yet. As long as you got breath in your lungs, God still got purpose. Still, God is working it out. God is up to something. Pop, pop. There ought to be some popping going on. Pop, pop. Pop, 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 pop. Pop, pop. Ah, but you got to know him. You got to believe him. You have to trust him. And watch God. Will your faith get hot enough? Will your faith been tested enough? What he has produced in us, what he needed to get out of us, there's some popping that begins to happen, releasing of what he placed in you, a pouring out of what he wants to do. And the glory of God, you can smell the popcorn throughout the house. They start coming around, somebody popping popcorn. The church allowed God. People come around and say, I smell the favor. I see the blessing. I want what you got. I'm jealous of you. Because I see in you 
what I don't have. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ? There's ministers here that will talk with you and share with you. If you want to meet them out there, they will meet you when you are released. They will talk with you. If you want to become a member of this church, they can do that too. Alive, the 513-451-31. I got a minister that will call you back, that will minister to you, that will talk to you, that will show you and talk to you about Christ. He loves you beyond what you can imagine. It doesn't mean he's going to keep you from trouble, but he be in the trouble with you. His presence, his love, his anointing will be your strength. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support. We love you. We're praying for you. Let us pray. Father, even now, thank you for teaching us how David approached his trouble. Help us to learn. Help us to not just have information, but help us to believe you at your word. To trust your character. To trust your goodness. To trust your heart. Lord, show us your heart. Let us know that you are for us. You got blessings for us. You're taking us to our purpose. Lord, teach us how to surrender and let you become God in our life. Lord, somebody don't know you. Let, give them a revelation of Jesus. Give them a revelation of him as their savior, that he died for their sins. And, and, and you judge him instead of us. But he got up with all power in his hand. Lord, Lord, touch in the mighty name of Jesus. Touch in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. See you next week. Be blessed. Hold on to your hope and your expectation.